Thank you all for listening to the Jules Rules Sports Podcast. I'm Julian, and I have a blog on Tumblr called Jules Rules Sports, where I talk about baseball, basketball, and football. As an avid sports fan, I've decided to start a sports podcast. Thank you all for listening. To start off this episode, I will be talking about how the coronavirus is affecting sports and how sports are adjusting. The MLB was in the midst of spring training and approaching the March 26th opening day when they were forced to shut down. Baseball has been thinking of ways to resume play sometime soon, and one of these fascinating ideas involves playing in Arizona, where spring training was held. They would be playing without fans, and the players would sit in the stands, not the dugout, to keep themselves further apart. There would also be an electronic umpire, not a real umpire, so there isn't someone standing in close proximity of the catcher. MLB reporter Jeff Passan stated it's Arizona or bust when it comes to potentially starting the 2020 season. Passan said this morning on ESPN, quote, When it's all said and done, it seems like it's going to be Arizona or bust for Major League Baseball. It may have to get to the point where they say to themselves, This is what we are going to try to do even if we can't ultimately pull it off. Baseball isn't the only sport getting affected by the virus. The NBA got affected too. On March 11th, Utah Jazz center Rudy Gobert tested positive for the virus. Immediately after he got tested positive, the NBA shut down games indefinitely. The NBA, like baseball, is currently thinking of ways to resume the season. Only a couple of weeks ago, they came out with three ideas. One idea is to use a sprawling casino property in Las Vegas and have everyone there so they could all stay under one roof. Another is to play in the Bahamas, where a ballroom could be converted into a basketball court. The last is moving to a college campus in the Midwest, where there haven't been many cases. These ideas are all fascinating, but unfortunately I doubt any of them happen. If one does, though, I could see it being the last one, where they move to a college campus in the Midwest. I could see them doing that and starting the playoffs immediately with each series being best of five, not best of seven. If you're missing basketball, just like I am, you can tune in to ESPN and watch former and current NBA and WNBA players compete in a horse competition. I watched last night, and I actually think it is pretty interesting. The last sport I will be talking about, the NFL, has not been affected too much by the virus. This is because while other sports were in the middle of their seasons, the NFL was just beginning free agency in their offseason. Free agency does not involve large crowds or people standing close to each other, so this was an easy thing to do with the virus. So because of that, the free agency period proceeded like normal. However, the draft will be unlike any other. The NFL draft is coming in 10 days, and most years... There are thousands of people that attend it. However, this year that can't happen. So the draft is virtual, and everyone will have to watch on their TV. Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, will be announcing the picks from the basement of his house. I know that on April 23rd, 24th, and 25th, I'll be watching the draft. That's for sure. I love watching it every year. This year... Joe Burrow, a quarterback and national champion from LSU, and Chase Young, an edge rusher from Ohio State, 
are locks to go number one and number two to the Cincinnati Bengals and Washington Redskins. However, after that, anything can happen. If you check my blog, I've made one one-round mock draft, and there are more on the way. I was actually lucky enough to have interviewed two draft prospects, Steven Montez, a quarterback from the University of Colorado, and Reggie Robinson, a cornerback from the University of Tulsa. Both of them are very nice, and I was lucky to have talked to them. I'll play the interviews right now. First up, Steven Montez. Hey, thank you. Thank you so yeah. much for doing this. It means a lot. Yeah, no I problem, man. Can you see me? Yes, I can. I can. Okay, cool. Give me one second. Let me try that. All right, here we go. All right, for sure. All right, thank yep. you. Yeah, no problem. All right, so I'll start it off. What do you think is your biggest strength and weakness as a player? My biggest strength, I would have to say, probably my either my arm strength or my leadership. Uh, I think I, I do those those two things very well. Obviously, I can throw the football, and um, and I think leadership, especially in the quarterback position, is a, is a big deal. Um, especially going to the next level to the NFL, you got to be a leader of men, not just a leader of college kids. So, um, I, I definitely say would say those are my two strengths. My weakness right now is probably my, my footwork, but I've, I've been putting a ton of work on that in this offseason, uh, especially working with Jordan Palmer out in Dan Point. He's kind of a quarterback guru, so um, so he's definitely been helping me get my feet right, and um, and I've been taking all the drills and all the tips and stuff that he's uh, that he's taught me and, and implemented, implemented them into my game. And how long have you been working out with him for? I worked out with him for about three months. Three months. I haven't worked out with him this month because I haven't been in California. I've been in Boulder, but uh, but preparing for the the Senior Bowl, the Combine, and the Pro Day, I, I worked with him out in California for about two and a half months. What is the most inspiring lesson that playing football has taught you? Um, the most inspiring lesson that football has taught me is probably toughness. And uh, not only physical toughness, because obviously football is a real physical game. I mean, dudes running into each other at full speed. It's like a bunch of mini car accidents all over the field. So you got to be physically tough. you got to be strong. you got to be fast. But the mental toughness aspect of it as well, because sometimes you're going to be down in games. Sometimes you're going to be up in games. And no matter whether you're down or up, you still have to keep the same mindset because you got to know that you have another drive to go out and perform and to execute. If you could learn from any quarterback in the NFL, who would it be? Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the GOAT. He's got he's got six Super Bowl set Super Bowl championship rings. He's done it for a really long time. He's doing it at an older age, which is extremely difficult. Um, I think he's kinda he's kind of the poster child for doing everything right. And I've just got uh, just an immense amount of respect for Tom Brady. I mean, I think that he's the best quarterback of all time. He's definitely my favorite quarterback of all time. Yeah, he's a great player. Were you surprised when he signed with the Buccaneers? Um, I don't know if I was surprised, but um, but, but definitely going to be different not seeing him in the Navy and red like he yeah. used to be. Um, yeah, I, thought, I never thought that he would not be a Patriot, but I'm happy for the man. I mean, he... Uh, he wanted to get out of New England, so um, so I'm, I'm extremely happy for him. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's going to do good things in Tampa. Um, do you prefer an air raid West Coast or a run-heavy offense? Uh, can, uh, can you say that again? Um, do you have a, any preference between a uh, air raid West Coast or run-heavy offense? Um, I've, I've, I've played 
played in three different systems in college. I had three different offensive coordinators in my time in Colorado. So uh, I've done a little bit of both. I've done the air raid stuff when we were with uh, – uh, I mean, I, I, they're all kind of different, actually. Coach Chev, when he was our OC, we were a little bit more air raid, a little bit more Texas Tech style. When we were with Coach Lindgren the year before, we were a little bit more RPO. We ran the ball. We were still a lot of spread, a lot of tempo, a lot of air raid. Um, and then this, this most recent year uh, with Coach Jay Johnson as the OC – he kind of implemented uh, Georgia's offense, which is a little bit more pro style, a little bit more under center, inside outside zone. And, and uh, but we also ran RPO stuff uh, with Coach Johnson as well. So I think I've, I've, I'm well versed in all the different offensive systems that I could possibly run, and uh, I think I've ran them all at a high level. And what do you say that transitioning between different offensive coordinators at the college level will help you transition to playing for? Okay, totally different team in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it helps me in two ways. I think the first way that it helps me is just my ability to pick up offenses quickly. I've uh, I've picked the offenses up extremely fast and I've understand them at a at a deep level. Um, especially with these new uh, quarter uh, quarterback coaches and offensive coordinators coming in and teaching us. And I mean, I think it also helps me in just the mental toughness aspect of it. I mean, when you get a new head coach or a new coach Especially for your position for the for offensive coordinator, you really don't know what's going to happen. You really don't know what he's going to try to do. Is he going to try to maybe start another quarterback? Is he going to try to change the system? Up? Is he going to? You just you, there's just a lot of uncertainty. So I think the mental t- the mental toughness aspect of it is really big. Just because you got to keep your head on straight, you just got to know that you just got to keep working and keep giving it your all every single day in practice, every single day in workouts, and that uh, it'll all work out for you. What uh, what made Colorado the right fit for you? In college, um, so coming out of high school, I'm from El Paso, Texas. I wasn't extremely highly recruited. The four offers that I had coming out of high school were UTEP, which is in El Paso, NMSU, which is in Las Cruces. I had Air Force, which is military, and then I had Colorado, which is my last and final offer. Um, I really wanted to get out of El Paso, Texas, and El Paso and Las Cruces are really close to each other, so that kind of, for me, um, I was extremely grateful for the offers, but I, I wanted to get out of the state. Um, Air Force, for me, I wasn't I wasn't too interested in the military, nothing against it, it just wasn't the path for me. Um, it's, it's, it's a path for a lot of other young men out there, and I salute them, um, but when I, when I went to the football camp up in Colorado, uh, I really just fell in love with the coaching staff. I fell in love with Boulder, and uh, I wanted to play Power 5 uh, football because I wanted to play good competition, so the Pac-12 really made sense for me. Um, and so I, I think everything all together just – it was kind of a perfect storm for me to commit and to, uh, to, to be a Colorado Buffalo. What are you most anxious about as the draft approaches? Um, I mean, obviously, obviously where you get drafted, that's kind of stuff – that's out of your control though you got you really have no control over it and you have no knowledge of where you're gonna go so um i think i'm a little bit i'm a little bit excited for it i don't know if i'm anxious for it because i've already i've already put all the work in i, I put all the work in uh the last four and a half years at colorado to uh to put good tape on on film and um and i've worked extremely hard these last two and a half months to to be prepared for for every step along this journey that i've had uh from the senior bowl to the combine to the pro day I work my butt off those two and a half months so I can so I can uh, look really good in all those events. Um, have you had any virtual meeting with a NFL team, and is it a unique experience? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's a little bit different this year just because of all this coronavirus stuff. Um, like usually those, those uh, meetings would take place in person, either in Boulder or wherever the team wants to meet with you. So like say, for example, you have a meeting with the Dallas Cowboys, you'll probably end up getting flown out to Dallas in past years and have a meeting there at their facilities. But uh, with all this craziness going on with, uh, with COVID-19, uh, they switched to having Skype and Zoom uh, calls, and I've had I've had a couple different Skype calls. I've had a call with the sports psychologist for the Packers. I had a call with the Bears uh, quarterback coach, uh, the uh, head coach, and uh, a scout. And I've also had a conversation on Facetime with the uh, Titans quarterback coach. Lastly. Does the number 12 mean anything to you, or was it a random choice? No, it, it actually uh, it actually means a lot to me. I, I think 12 is my favorite number, and, uh, and honestly, I, I think I got the number from Tom Brady. He's, he's kind of been my, my role model, my idol, someone I've looked up to since, since I was a young kid not even playing football. Um, I played basketball in middle school, and I wore the number 23 because of Michael Jordan. He's my, my favorite basketball player of all time, like – like he is for a lot of a lot of different people, um, but I've I've worn the number twelve. I mean, ever since I played football, I've, I've wore it in high school. I wore it in college, um, and uh, I, I wouldn't say the number is like a huge deal to me. Honestly, I mean, I would be happy to uh, to make an NFL team and just to get the opportunity to play football at that level. I, I really don't care what number I wear. They could give me number ninety nine, and I would wear it with with pride and joy just to just to have the opportunity to play football at the NFL level. All right, that is it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate the interview, and uh, you have a good one, all right? All right, thank you. Stephen Montez is a very nice person. He's projected to go in the seventh round, and whoever picks him will be very happy. They'll be getting someone that will compete and work hard from the get-go to be an amazing player. He's going to be a role model, both on and off the field. Now, I'm going to play my interview with Reggie Robinson, the cornerback from Tulsa. He's projected to land in the fifth round. There you go. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. What made you love the sport of football and decide to pursue it? Man, so, you know, like, usually like, when you, like, play something, you're good at it. Like, you enjoy it that much more. So, like, I was good at it at a young age, and, like, it kept building up. And then I got to a point where I realized that I could play like at the next level, and then the next level, and just like, like the fun continues. Like it, it's a work and it's a grind, but like that, that stuff pays off. And just like you being good, you all the work you put into it just makes you feel good about it, and just make you love the game. So coming out of high school, who did you have offers from, and what made uh, Tulsa the right fit for you? All right, so coming out of um, coming out of high school, I had a couple offers. Um, some being from North Texas, Texas State. Um, Tulsa and a few other schools I can't remember now it's so long ago but um, what made uh, TU special is it was like a small school which I liked because I'm from like kind of like a small area and then like the coaching staff like Coach Monty him coming in um, I thought he'd be like the best like like I felt like he was uh, going to turn a program around because the program was kind of bad like when you got before you got there with the different coaching staff so I felt like that was going to be a good change up for me so I just felt like he was the best coach, so like I could go under. And how was your experience there? I would say um, it was great. I, was, I met a lot of different people. I had like one of the best coaches that I've ever had. Um, my coach Aaron Fletcher, if I say he's my position coach, he's one of the best coaches. He's always 
been like the best like guide for me. Always helped me through everything, football and just life. What goes through your uh, your mind pre-snap? Pre-snap, I mean, I, what goes through my mind is like obviously my my pre-snap reads. I say where the ball is, what down it is, uh, what coverage I'm playing, uh, the guy in front of me, uh, what technique I'm about to play, uh, try to disguise. I say a lot of different things go into it. And are you a big trash talker? Nah, nah. <laughs> Not unless I let my uh, game speak for it, so. You blocked four kicks in college. What makes you so great on special teams? Um, we we pride ourselves in it. I know my coach, like, he really um, hones in on it. Like, before, like, at the beginning of practice, we have special teams, obviously. So, like, during that, like, we have to go, like, hard every time. So, basically, like, our goal is, like, block a kick in practice. So, it just translates over. What are some teams that you've met with, some NFL teams you've met with or are going to meet with? Uh, I've, I've talked to a lot of teams. I've talked to the, um, the Raiders, uh, the Panthers, um, the Bears, um, a lot of different teams. And have you had any, had any like, virtual meetings? Uh, I'm having one upcoming this week. Um, I had a couple like last week. Is it a unique experience? Because it's yeah, so different than previous years. Yeah, well, you see, I was say like it's like a first for a lot of people, so it's definitely different. But I mean, it's still a cool experience. How was your experience at the Senior Bowl? Uh, it was cool. I was say it was it was great going against a lot of competition. Since uh, I'm in the AAC, the athletic, uh, American Athletic Conference, so it was good seeing like people from different conferences, seeing like how everybody like measures up, and just like just like the experience of. Like that, that whole week experience of like all the meetings and then like meeting with um, different teams and then like actual practices with uh, coaches on NFL teams. So that's pretty great. Who's the best receiver you've had to cover and how do you think you matched up? Uh, this year, it's like ever. Um, ever. Man, I don't know. I've been against a lot of good receivers. Um, I'll probably say James Prochet is probably one of the best receivers. Um, that I've gone against, and I feel like we matched up pretty well. I say he, he got one touchdown on me, but I feel like that we matched up pretty well the whole game for how many times that we're on each other in code. How do you think you did at the combine? How do you think you did? At the uh, I think I did pretty good. And I think I did pretty good. I know I definitely like uh, surprised some people with the testing that I had. Were there any drills you performed better or worse at than you expected? Um, I feel like I, I did pretty good in the 40 and then, like, the, um, my bench and then, like, the actual on-field drills. Uh, I did pretty good in all of them, but I feel like I could have probably done better on um, the flipping the hips, flipping the hips drill. And if you could describe the draft process in one word, what would it be? Um... <laughs> Kind of exhausting. Exhausting. I, was, I use that word. Is it const? Are you constantly stressed out or worrying about like, what you have to do? Uh, it's more of just like the uncertainty, like just like not like there's like so many people like calling you, um, and you just like not knowing like what's gonna happen, like where you gonna go. Can you talk to like all these teams? But at the end of the day, only one of them's gonna pick you if they even pick you. So it's just like just all of that. Are there any teams you feel like you might go to, or at this point, can it be any 32? Honestly, 
I feel like it could be any of them. I was say, I know that I've, I'm mostly sitting in the press corner, so I feel like any man team feels like more highly on me than any zone team, but at this point, it's, it's up in the air. What about you makes you feel like you were best in the main scheme? Uh, well, I said, like, like my size, my length, and like usually like there's not very many people who are my size and have like the speed that I have. So I feel like like all that stuff that I have together, my physicality, my speed, and my length just like really just like takes over. What's more important in your opinion, natural talent or hard work? I mean, hard work. Natural talent is only gonna take you so far, but you have to work and like get better because a lot of a lot of guys are blessed with like natural talent, but if you don't do anything with it, then you can just be one of the guys at home and not, like, actually up at, um, on a team or something. And lastly, <laughs> am I the next Adam Schefter? Man, I don't know. I'm about to say you guys. <laughs> I'm about to say you yeah, can't be keep working. All right, that's it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Right, appreciate it. All right, thank you so much. I'm going to work very hard to be the next Adam Schefter, and I can tell you confidently that Reggie Robinson is going to work extremely hard to be an amazing player in the NFL. Don't be surprised in a few years when you turn on the TV and on ESPN, I'm interviewing Reggie Robinson at the Pro Bowl. I'd like to thank both Steven Montez and Reggie Robinson again for letting me interview them. They're both great young people that will succeed at the highest level. Lastly, I would like to thank you all for listening to the Jules Rules Sports Podcast.